Hi, this is Jen with Bright Families. Today we're talking about teens and jobs. I don't know about your kids, but my kids want to earn money from a pretty early age. And many of my friends have told me the same thing. So the question is, you know, what can the kid even do that's worth being paid for? And you don't want to pay your kid for things that are kind of pretend. They catch on, doesn't set a good precedent. So at our house, you know, beyond their regular chores, there's always other things that need to be done. And if they come to me and say, hey, mom, can I earn some money doing this extra thing beyond my basic chores? I say, yep, and I'll pay him for that. And other families I know pay their kids in things rather than money. So sometimes you might pay them in, you know, chapstick or matchbox cars or whatever the kind of currency is that your child will really appreciate. Sometimes kids will do extra chores for candy. If you don't if they don't get candy normally, this is a big motivator. My kids have liked little prizes of various little silly toys over the years. So that's kind of what we do up to a certain age. But then when they get old enough, they can do real jobs to some extent. So I would say eight or nine and up, they start being able to do jobs that could even be done for another person. Now, since I have all girls, the things that came up for us were things like baking people cookies or cupcakes or making a cake, decorating a cake. Also, one of my girls really enjoyed doing face painting and running games at the park or at birthday parties. So when we would have some of our birthday parties for the younger kids and she was nine or 10, she would make the pinata, plan out the games, blow up the balloons, decorate, basically run the party for me because she loved to be in charge of things. And when the other moms saw how much she enjoyed doing this and how good she was at it, and they saw that I could sit and do almost nothing at my kid's birthday party, some of them had my nine-year-old come over and run their toddler's birthday party. And they would pay her, I don't know, 10, 20 bucks. She was stoked. She got to do something she liked to do anyway, and she got paid for it. Sometimes when she would take her face paints at the park, you know, people would give her donations. Sometimes she would make little crafts. We have a craft sale once a year that the kids do at the park. They bring crafts and sell them to each other or sell them to the parents if it's something the parents are willing to buy. Or they bake things. And it's super sweet. Kind of their first little toe dip of entrepreneurship. And then the next thing after that was around, again, 9, 10, 11, being a mother's helper. So whether that involved playing with toddlers, playing with a baby, or just general light housekeeping, this is a really good job for that age. Because a 9 to 11-year-old girl, in my experience, can usually be in charge of a toddler, maybe a an infant, depending on the infant and depending on the 10-year-old, and keep that kid safe and maybe play some games. 
And they're pretty happy getting a few dollars an hour for that. And then mom can check her email or do some deep cleaning or just sit and read a book without feeling like she has to watch that toddler to keep it alive every second, as we do. So this is a good a good stepping stone where they can do it two or three hours at a time if it's some kid in your neighborhood. And of course, this is a great way to have a lot of review conversations about safety with your 9 to 11 year old that you might want to have anyway. But it's not just you telling them more stuff, it's you telling them so they can do a better job. In general, this seems to be one of the best things about kids getting jobs is that if you are telling them something so they can succeed at their job and get paid and make other people happy and you know carve out their place in the world, it's a very different thing than you telling them stuff just like you always do. At least it is for my kids. If I'm just telling them stuff, they're kind of like, yeah, yeah. But if I'm telling them something so they can excel and impress someone else, then they feel like I've got their back. I'm launching them. They're being launched into the world. And particularly with one of my kids, it's almost like she's never happier than when she's going off to do something exciting. And she would turn around at the door and say, bye, mom, I love you. And she's not that warm and fuzzy normally. So I could tell that this feeling of going out in the world to do something made her feel really, really happy, really successful. And when I was supporting her in being successful, this is really good for our relationship as she was you know, getting into this more touchy time of being nine and up. So the next job, typically around 12, is when everybody feels like you can kind of legally have the kid babysit. And if you've been, if you're babysitting for someone where you already know the kids because you've been the mother's helper, then that's even better. So I usually emphasize for my kids that the kids you're babysitting need to be safe and the house should be tidy when the mom comes home. You do not have to be the most entertaining babysitting babysitter ever. But different parents have different preferences. Some parents would rather come home to kids that were super entertained and then clean up themselves. But if it's going to be a regular thing, I feel like it's a good thing to tell your kids. You know, you encourage the kids to pick up. It saves work for the mom. She's going to be happier if she comes home to a tidy house and kids that got to play, but also cleaned up after themselves. Some other jobs that my kids have done are running little camps for whatever they were interested in at that point, whether it was a science camp or a cooking camp or a sewing camp or some other kind of theme, something they felt that they could be interesting and teach well enough. And of course, obviously, again, I'm in the background kind of supporting them helping them think through their plans, talking about how much time each activity will take, how to make different snacks every day, how to make it interesting, what's feasible, what is too expensive in terms of materials or too complicated for the kids to do. So again, I'm that sounding board for kind of realism and planning, but it's not me being bossy, it's me helping them make a great plan so they can make money. And it can seem like a lot of money for them if they make a a camp and they get paid a certain amount per kid. I think 
my most driven kid ran her first camp when she was nine. And there were kids her own age that came to the camp because they knew she did really exciting experiments. And they were totally happy to be part of that. And I think she said it could go down to age four or something like that. So obviously there was a fair amount of my help to make this camp happen. And we talked about how we would share the money and she needed to tip me for my help. But then as she got older, when she was about 12, she could pretty much run the camp by herself. And then she would usually pick kids that were a little bit younger than her. Again, I'm in the background and we talk about it a week or two before, but this provides a really good thing for a restless, perhaps slightly moody teen or preteen to think about. It's much better for them to be thinking about how to make their camp next week the most exciting camp it could be than to just be thinking about how mom's rules are dumb or their life is so boring or they don't have money or whatever, whatever thing they would might choose to ruminate about. So obviously there's opportunities like yard work, tree trimming, uh, planting. We've had some teen boys come over and plant things, haul mulch, do kind of more of the yard work things that they already knew how to do from home. And so depending on what, you know, your particular teen skill set is and your comfort with them using tools, power tools, axes, trimmers, weed whippers, this could be a really useful thing. Um, As the kids get older, they've also done some jobs like photography, photo editing. One of my daughters helped out an artist do a book layout. So obviously, the learning curve is pretty steep on a tech thing like book layout. But as we all know, Kids learn it better and faster, and it bothers them less to poke around and have to figure out all the ins and outs of a computer program. I guess probably because they don't have much else that they have to do with their day. I've had kids help me do graphic design, do little layouts for flyers or birthday cards or our Christmas cards, because they, they learn the programs more quickly and they like it more than I do. And then they show me how to do it and make it much faster. I would say probably pretty much any internet computer type thing, your kid will learn it faster and better than you will. So if there's a job for a local business that needs flyers, a local graphic design person that needs flyers or business cards, they might let your 12, 13, 14-year-old, 15-year-old, they might let them help out, even just volunteering. They might let them just hang around and learn the software. If it's a family business, if it's your family business, you can legally employ them at 12. If it's somebody else's family business, I think it depends, you know, state by state what the rules are, and of course, how much you're on the radar or not helping out with the business. But another thing we've found is the kids have gotten older is that, again, the technology and learning systems, using systems to have, say, a price sheet for a business or do estimates or quotes, they've been surprisingly good at that. And I, my kids are not any kind of 
um, geniuses. They're not that academic. I think it's just an advantage of being young and enjoying figuring out all the ins and outs of a system. So more recently, my older kids have helped with invoicing, estimating, and other administration type tasks for a family business. And the work can be done remotely on the computer. They're looking at blueprints. They're communicating with clients. It doesn't matter how old they are. They're not even on the phone that much. It's just a question of keeping track of paperwork and the status of a bunch of different projects. And they enjoy it. They've enjoyed it very much. A friend of mine told me that when she was in high school, she took a typing class and her teacher would take the best, kind of most organized students from the typing class and connect them with local businesses that needed paperwork filed and other kind of lightweight office tasks done. So she started doing this at the earliest age, 14 or 15, for a local company. She would go in Friday afternoons and, you know, put away all the files for the weekends, get everything back into its right spots. And they were happier with her. And pretty soon, that became her regular after-school job most afternoons. So instead of working at the local, you know, burger joint, which would have been fine, she got to work in air conditioning and just get a taste of that kind of quieter office work, which she really liked. And she found that the organization really appealed to her. And later on, those skills allowed her to easily get other jobs. There are so many small businesses now that are struggling to streamline their systems. And the people operating these businesses are often a little bit older. I mean, by older, I mean 30s and up if not 50s and up, and they're a little daunted by the technology. And I think there's a huge unmet need for young people who are not going to be daunted by technology to come in and help these businesses get their systems more organized. And I think that for a lot of teenagers, this could be a really satisfying job and a job that would connect them with other opportunities, you know, into after graduation, into college or beyond, whatever they're going to do later. And it also gives them a real taste of what it takes to be in an organization, run a business, how the numbers work behind the scenes. It gives them more appreciation for why things cost what they do. I think it's a great lesson in economics. So if there's a local business that could use help getting their systems more streamlined, you know, maybe a carpet cleaning business, um, a plumbing or electrical company, they don't have to know anything about the work. They don't have to know very much about the work to be able to help the back end systems run better. So obviously there's all those local jobs, restaurants, coffee shops, you know, once your kid gets to be a certain age, those are available. But I've been focusing on the jobs that aren't those typical jobs because I hear from so many other moms that their kids just need things to do. And so we've all brainstormed about this to think, what what can the kids do? You know, can they walk the dogs? Can they trim the trees? Because it's so valuable for kids to have something that they show up for 
where they have to put on their game face. When they're at home, they can just let it all hang out, let all their feelings show, which is good. Everybody needs some of that. But they also need that experience of holding it together and meeting some expectations and hopefully getting paid for it. Another job that has not been exactly a paid job that one of my kids has had is helping out at the horse ranch down the road. And there's probably lots of different animal farm situations where this would apply. For my daughter, showing up at the horse ranch and helping little kids tack up the horses and lead them around the ring you know, for safety during the lessons has been a really good experience for her. Being nice to these kids, whether she's having a good day or not, being personable, dealing with kids who might be a little bit difficult or horses that might be a little bit difficult, and then just the dust and the heat and the wind and different, you know, weather things that happen. It's really helped her to just be a little tougher and mature. And she gets paid in writing time. So it's a good deal that way. She gets more writing time than we would ever want to pay for. So that's another opportunity. Sometimes local farms or local uh, people that have animals or small, you know, hobby farms, not just a fruit farm, would appreciate some help with their animals. And many kids just love being around little animals. You know, especially if the animals are having babies, this can be a really, really special experience. And it's a really great learning experience. Some kids also like to take care of, you know, animals like bunnies or goats or pigs or whatever animals that might have babies. And then they can sell the kittens or bunnies or whatever. And that's, you know, it feels like fun, but they're also making some money. And then that's, again, a lesson in economics, paying for the food and the other materials to take care of the animals and seeing how the numbers actually play out. So one of our kids has done this, or a couple of our kids have done this with puppies um, because there's a little bit of supervision, but mostly it's a question of how much food versus how many puppies. And same thing with bunnies and a little bit with goats. So those are the jobs that my kids have had. I'm sure you guys can think of lots of other options. But I would encourage you to find something if your kid seems like they want a job or they want money. It seems to me, for most kids, it's a good experience to work for someone else. Work for something outside the home, even though there's so much to be done at home. But getting out and feeling like they're finding their place in the world. Other people are telling them they're doing a good job. Not just mom. Not just dad. And they're developing certain skills that could be useful later on. It gives them a real sense of confidence. Helps to calm some of their teenage nerves. And gives them practice just holding it together. Showing up and keeping a good face on things for a few hours at a time. All right. Hope you got some ideas. Take care.